Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. of Diz After Dark. I'm Nick and I'm joined by uh, Mr. Paul Dolan. Hello there. And P-Dubs himself, Paul Washington. Bonjour. And hopefully we'll be joined by another of the team a little bit later on. Um, But uh, we'll kick off the show as we do each and every week, um, just going around asking uh, what everybody's drinking. Any takers? Okay. Oh, I can hear you getting ready. I'm getting ready. I've got the bottle open already. I'm actually uh, I'm ambidextrous tonight. Oh. I've got a mug of tea in one hand and a bottle of Bulmer's cider in the other. That's, I'm still using up that case. That is quite skillful. That, are you yeah. drinking, you're not drinking at the same time, though, because that really would, would be uh, quite it's, it's a weird taste, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I think I'm just going to finish the tea and then get, get onto the cider. Speaking of weird tastes, um, I put this on my social media. I I, I went to the cinema before recording tonight, and I uh, just for, for uh, quickness, I went and got a, a McDonald's on the way home, which probably like the far, first fast food I've had in about a month. And um, I decided to have a wrap, but I wanted the big tasty sauce because it's the, the best sauce known to man. I just didn't fancy a big tasty. So when I asked for the wrap with big tasty salt, Sauce. The um, the waitress taking my order said, "Ah, oh, yeah, that sounds peng." And I just Says looked. What? At, yeah, exactly, peng. And peng. I just kind of looked at, her and I was like, "Oh." And she was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, like big tasty sauce is life. Ah, oh, I love that sauce. But it tastes well, nice." So then I worked out what peng meant, but I had no idea. And it's the fir- legitimately the first time in my life I felt ancient. I've like there's been times when like you might have talked to somebody and gone oh do you remember such and such from your childhood oh no I was born in like the nineties you're like oh great but that that right there saying something to me in my own language I didn't understand that uh, that made me feel ancient so um, but well, yeah. it ahead of me because at least you walked it up what does it mean it, it means it means good right it means good but... it's only because she carried on if she hadn't carried right. on I would have known okay um, but it doesn't. Does it stand for something or? No, I think, uh, as I understand what, what it, what are these young people today talking about? Exactly. In f- in fact, let's let's um, while while I ask Paul what he's drinking, um, I'll I'll actually go and look up the meaning of the words. Uh, so, what are you drinking, Pete? Ups. Uh, it, I'm smack bang now, right towards the end of my training plan. So I'm juicing it up tonight. Just some uh, tropical fruit juice. Tropical fruit juice. It's uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Sounds I... like it's ready for some Malibu. <laughs> or some rum. That'd be nice. Get some yeah. rum in there. I've uh, I've I've um, I've done a job from Arrested Development, and I've made a terrible mistake because um, 
also on the way home I had to make a quick stop into um, as the Walmart other supermarkets are available and for some reason I thought it would be good to buy a, an energy drink so I had a relentless zero um, the problem is um, we're recording this podcast at about 9 o'clock at night uh, and I've just drank a, a massive energy drink so um this this recording well, that, that could meant last... there might be two podcasts coming out. Uh yeah, yeah, but I mean I'm I'm assuming that the second podcast will just be me rabbiting by myself for an hour and a half. Um and maybe also... some maybe some low low snoring noises in the background. <laughs> that's very yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um right, so uh Peng um top definition this is on via urbandictionary.com. Uh, Peng is a sexy girl. Uh, there's some Peng over there. Apparently, she's proper Peng. Um, so used for that. The over-exaggerated description of a person with good looks or a nice body. Um, she was talking about my rap, so I don't know. Um, mm. It's also a very positive u- word used casually to show how attracted you are to something. Hmm. This taste Peng. So, um, oh, uh, the fourth one down is it's really nice weed, uh, usually high grade in the form of cheese. Holy cow! This Did you have cheese in your app? No, no, I wish I had. I don't understand so, this. So, are you sure that she thought that was a wrap and not just like a really big joint? Well, you know what? I mean, they do roll it up a little bit funny, to be fair. Yeah, but I was just yeah. walking easy, I wasn't really paying attention. So, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, a three-hour podcast might not be the end of it tonight. Could it could be even longer. Um, and is what? it P E N G? P E N G. Peng. Right. Yeah. Peng. Peng. Okay. That's I'm going to be. I'm going to be dropping that into the conversation. You know, you know what though? The next what? time I see my kids, <laughs> they'll love it. They'll love it. Yeah. You know what? I think I may have been my own worst enemy thinking about it because I was wearing my hat backwards. Uh, which the thing is I I think that's started to slightly become a bit fashionable again yeah. but I've definitely been doing it for longer than it was fashionable there was a brief period in time when I didn't do that like post Fred Durst until probably about three years ago I never did it and then I started to slowly work that back into um, my look and now for the last year and a half it's been quite a, a regular fixture Um but I, I've noticed other people doing it now as well. So, um, yeah, may, maybe maybe that's something. But that's it. Maybe she thought I was down and cool and not 34. Um, mm-hmm. Although I'm fully bearded at the moment. And I don't think there's many 18-year-olds that are. But um, a- anyway, Peng, the word the word of the show. Um, Fantastic. Well, Mr. Got... Mr. Lucas is, uh, yeah. is Peng right now, isn't he? Yeah, I've just noticed he's uh, penging right into the... Uh... Actually, I better not say where he's staying just in case... Uh, some of our stalkers uh, go and go and stop him, but he's just checking in on Disney property, um, and I I can't believe that. Um, well, I mean, it's not his his fault. I mean, he he planned this quite a while ago. But um, our very own Craig was in Universal on the day that two of the most iconic attractions might be a little bit overhyping it a little bit. Um, closed for the final time at which case at which point I'm going to hand this over to P-Dubs um, as I knew you wanted to talk about it 
Yeah, I can't believe Craig didn't go to Ellen's Energy Adventure on its closing day. That's what I mean. I, I was like, I could, I was like, you are. I mean, you know, for us to go to Energy's Energy Adventure or uh, the Great Movie Ride for its last day would be quite a, a trip. But Craig was probably about thirty miles away. If but yeah, if that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, sadly the uh, t- well to start with the Great Movie Ride was one of was the last opening day attraction at Hollywood Studios. So, yeah. Uh, so, and to be fair, the only real, and we've talked about it in recent weeks, that Hollywood Studios is becoming a different different beast now. Yeah. And really, the only thing that's left of that kind of backstage film now is probably Indiana Jones. Was I think the rest of it's kind of gone. Was Indiana Jones not an opening day attraction then? No. Yeah, I just assumed it was. Uh, originally, it had been planned that they were going to have a roller coaster there, which mm. obviously ended up in a, a lot of different parks in different forms. But yeah, mm. they they ended up having to go with the the stunt show to cut costs. <laughs> mm. um, but now that's that's really the only behind the scenes look you can you can really say now. I would I would I would think, in my opinion, everything else is kind of gone. Mm. In that that sense, the the art of animation building's gone. Mm. And obviously that lost a lot of its appeal anyway after the studio was closed. Yeah. Um, now with the great movie ride, kind of, I know it wasn't so much a behind the scenes, but it kind of had that interactive element to it. And now, now that's gone. And I, I've said over the last couple of days on my social media that it, I think it was possibly the first ride I ever went on it at Disney. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. but I've been fairly lucky. Uh, friend of mine has actually managed to get a hold of a great movie ride closing t-shirt for me oh, I think nice. Nice. So, yeah those but, look yeah. good but yeah no, obviously we, we've mentioned Ellen uh, yeah, been they... on the chopping, chopping block for years did they, um, did they have a special t-shirt for that one yeah they did, yeah, a, they did. There was a couple you are shitting me oh no. my god oh. So they even had universe of energy service tumblers Oh my god! It's a pretty standard fare, really, isn't it? It's a t-shirt, a hat, and yeah. then like a a bottle or a cup or a mug or something like that. Yeah. No, I actually, I mean, like, I don't get me wrong. I know that, right? I I I know that that's become a, a thing recently. But I thought there would be at least you know some barriers as to what would constitute as needing a a you know closing item of of apparel. Um, it cl- that clearly demonstrates that there are no limits. So, did you it's hear a... what happened on the last ride? It broke no. down. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Literally, it broke down on the last ride, and they let everybody get off and walk around and look at the dinosaurs. And they, oh, well. and they've all been kept there. They're going to be um, kept in there forever. Uh, it's going to be bulldozed. They're going to be under the rubble. Mm. They're going to be uh, trapped underneath the the new building that replaces it. I was going to say they're going to be part of the collector's museum. <laughs> <aren't> <laughs> if that's what they're going to do, absolutely. Yeah. The t-shirt was actually uh, the t-shirt was actually quite cool. It said it had like a couple of dinosaurs, had like a Tyrannosaurus and a uh, oh, what's the flying one? Tyrannodon or whatever. And then it said Universe of Energy extinct August 2017. You know what? The only thing that would have redeemed it 
is if it had been um my my family went to Walt Disney World and all I got was this lousy Ellen's Energy Adventure last ride t shirt. Um but that does sound quite cool actually. Um but for such a lame attraction. Because um, I mean I you know, I don't think I've ever met anyone that enjoyed that. Uh well I, I mean I did I did like it. I wouldn't say it was like our favourite, but I thought it was. I really liked the pre-show. I thought the pre-show was clever. The whole kind of theme and the the movie, and when Ellen talked to the audience, uh, you one know. Second, so I've got to go and give the dog some food. He's complaining <laughs> if you can't hear him. See, the dog liked Ellen's as well. That's what. That's who he's trying to get across. Uh, oh dear. But next, uh, next neglecting the dog. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, but no, I, I mean, I quite, I, I quite liked it. I, honestly, I, it was... I never went on it. No, never? No, never had a chance. Oh, right. Oh, wow. Because um, it's a long ride. The whole thing takes yeah. about 45 minutes. And it, and it was super dated. But it was really clever as well. You know, you get you get the pre-show, then you go in the vehicles. The vehicles would move from area to area. So I can imagine in its day, it was, it was amazing. Um, yeah. And it's strange, isn't it? Because the vehicles are very similar on both rides. Yeah, very big. That's true. Yeah, very, very big. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think. Well, I only went on it once, but um, I'm sure they're bigger at Ellen's Energy Adventure, aren't they? I think so, and then they're side by side as well. Yeah. They're in. Oh, that's what I mean. like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. So they park up side by side, and it's you know it takes up quite a big footprint. Mm. That's what I mean. Like I, I know, I know. Uh, P Dubs talks about the guard. You know, the, the, the garden thing's supposed to be going in and. Having this collector's museum, but it's an awfully big footprint. Um, mm-hmm. So I wonder what they're going to do with the rest of the space because I can't see them using all of it for that. Uh, well, maybe they could do. I don't know, but it just sounds like gift shop. <laughs> well, yes, it would have to be a gift shop as well. Yeah, because um, I mean, Ellen's Ellen's didn't have a gift shop. No. That's pretty standard now to have a gift shop at the end of it. That is, that and is true. Maybe they'll throw in some kind of food place as well. Yeah, that's that's quite true actually. Because I mean, the you know, obviously the um, Guardians at Anaheim has got a what looks like quite a cool gift shop actually. Yeah. Um, well, the Tower of Terror had a great gift shop, didn't it? So it wasn't yeah. really a, a yeah. surprise. No, 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 no. Of course not. Um, you know, they just, they just rethemed that area, didn't they? But um, you know, if they do something similar, then that would be that would be quite cool. Um, and there is nowhere really that's. That's themed. Obviously, there's the one in Disney Springs, but there's nothing that's really themed to to Marvel goods. So, oh. yeah, that's yeah, true. Not in a park. Yeah. But uh, when did when did it um, first open? I think it was an opening day attraction, wasn't it? I'll check that. Yeah, it must have been the original version. Would have been yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then, what? When did it become Ellen's? Was that? Late nineties or something, I'd imagine. Yeah, that's when Ellen was kind of uh, it was Ellen's when we first went there. That was late nineties, so yeah. I mean, that, uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was before she became a talk show host, wasn't it? It was when she was still doing a TV show. To be honest, it was probably before she was, she was probably before she was a lesbian. Yeah, and I don't mean that. That's not meant to. What I mean by that is the way that um, 
that the world kind of reacted when she did come out on a on a sitcom at the time. I don't know if Disney would have uh, opted for that um, with the with the feedback it was getting. We now live in a better in a different time and a better time. So I think um, the reaction nowadays would have been different. But uh, yeah. I think back then, if they were um, announcing an attraction like that with someone who's just come out of the closet as being gay, don't think that would have um, gone down well with certain certain groups. But, um, yeah, it's a different time. Yeah. Funny, I was watching I was watching an old Alfred Hitchcock movie the other night. It was um, Dial M for Murder. You are joking. No. Are Why? Because I've never seen it, right? No. And then um, I I was just flicking around on, on eBay looking for something completely different. And I got a, a cheap copy of the um, the 3D release of it. All right. Um, okay. So I, I, it was like only like eight quid or something. So mm. I don't think it's in my Hitchcock box set that I've got. So I thought, right. sorry, I'll take a punt on that. So I, I didn't watch like the other night. We, we chose um, Skull Island instead. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm going to be watching Dial In for Murder very soon yeah, in cool. 3D. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll you'll spot this bit near the end. There's a there's a part where the police inspector hands a handbag, a lady's handbag to one of his officers and says, take that back to the station. And the officer kind of loops it over his arm, a little bit camp, and the inspector says, wait a minute, you can't go down the street like that. You'll get arrested. <laughs> and of course, he's being serious, isn't he? This film yeah. was made, what, 1957 or something like that? Something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was the 50s that came out, yeah. So, you know, you talk about living in different times and uh, that being reflected in the movies, living yeah. in better times now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's very, it's very true. It's very true. Yeah, it's about, so we, yeah, Ellen's Energy Adventure was opened in '82, mm-hmm. so it would have been an opening day attraction. And I suppose um, actually at the time as well, Bill Nye was quite famous. That early to mid '90s mm. time, he'd kind of broken through. Ellen's yeah. show had just launched because I think that was it. I don't think I even I didn't know who Ellen was. She just had this sitcom. That was it. I don't know what she yeah. was doing before before Ellen started, but um, I only ever knew her from that from that show. But uh, tying into another story we've got tonight, Bill Nye is obviously becoming popular again. He's got a new Netflix show. He is indeed. Yeah, I was listening to Kevin Smith talk about it the other day because they were filming an episode on weed. Got nothing to do with Peng, but. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm, that's obviously been renewed for a second season already. But uh, yeah, it's quite funny. So Bill, you know, and they both disappeared for a while, didn't yeah. they? Because Ellen had a few years, a little bit in the uh, the wilderness before she became queen of the uh, the chat show. Yeah. But, uh, so you're uh, quite right. It was 1996. It it became perfect. Ellen's Energy Adventure. Yeah, that's perfect. So I, th- I, I think a sitcom probably started about 94, or 95. Yeah, around that kind of time. Is that that's time when you know Friends was just starting, Cheers had just finished. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it makes that makes quite a bit of sense. Is After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com. 
The home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. How can you be prepared for your next Disney vacation? By booking with me. You don't want to be that guy that's stuck in the crowds, waiting in the four-hour Pandora lines, and being turned away at restaurants. Contact me at WPMagicJourneys.com. Tell me you heard this ad at Dis After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so Hakuna Matata, because you will... Um, yeah. So, so that that obviously went, and we we talked about the great movie ride. Um, I mean, I'm 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 excited for both things in a way because I love Guardians of the Galaxy, so I'm really looking forward to whatever they put in there. And I mean, we still don't know for sure, really, what's going in there, do we? I don't think they know. I mean, I, I honestly don't think it's going to be another tower. No. I really don't think it's going to be another tower. No, they um, more or less they confirmed that, didn't they? Yeah. By saying it was a completely new attraction. Yeah. Really. I mean, the, the, the one thing that um, Epcot doesn't really have is a roller coaster. You know, the nearest it's got to it is Test Track. Yeah. And it's so, interesting that that artwork had a picture of the Milano outside. Yeah, yeah. So, so I wonder whether it might be something tied into the Milano. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they could probably do... Um, I'm surprised that they haven't tried to replicate Space Mountain um, in any of the other parks. And by that, I mean King of the Space Mountains, which is, of course, Disneyland Paris's version. Um, because it's not debatable, Amanda. Debatable. Don't just don't just wander onto this show and start doing that. Or I'm going to start talking about ET. And this show's not about <laughs> ET's crappy adventures in space, right? Adventures. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the for those that haven't been on it, the Disneyland Paris Space Mountain um, is the only Space Mountain that goes upside down. Um, it has an outdoor launch as well. It technically, I suppose, has two, when you say, Paul? Yeah. Because you've got the bit where you get on the train and you kind of go inside the building for a little bit um, and then you go into the bottom of a cannon and then get shot into space. Just a shame they fucked it up with Star Wars. Uh, look, they, they messed it up as soon as they changed it from Space Mountain to Space yeah. Mountain 2.0 at least now it's themed to Star Wars so it doesn't well, still doesn't make any sense but <laughs> you can say it's themed to Star Wars well I can because that's what they say <laughs> <laughs> well oh, I don't I'll be the judge of that when I get to go on but, um, but, I'm, but I am surprised because you know 
all the space mountains are different to each other, but that is the most unique. And I think that, you know, with some tweaks, but I think that would make a good Guardians of the Galaxy type attraction. You don't have to have it in, you know, you can you can shape the building as you want. You know, Disneyland Paris, it was supposed to be Space Mountain, therefore it had to look a little bit like uh, a Space Mountain. So it looks like, I'd say, you know, a little bit similar to uh, Magic Kingdoms more than the others. But um, you could still have that same kind of ride technology inside a building. Mm-hmm. So I just think like a thrill ride would be good, but then maybe there's a thrill ride like that skewed to a slightly older audience. Or... I feel like that's what I've got needs, though. It needs something like that. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that, that's, that's, that's my thinking as well. Plus, it means it's another attraction that Gary Slater can't go on. And that's true. Less queuing for me. Yep, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, that Florida guy, it turns out, doesn't go on roller coasters. Just goes to the parts to drink beer and eat pretzels. And go on some that rides, obviously. But... Probably a good job he doesn't go on roller coasters after drinking beer and eating pretzels. <laughs> that, is, that is a good point. That is a Could good be point. messy. So, Amanda, I did say that um, somebody else would be joining us, so thank you for joining. Oh, you're welcome, guys. I was having a bit of a dilemma. Oh, dear. Is it now sorted? Um, not paying. Do you want to ask Uncle Nick? Or Uncle <laughs> Basically, Horse? I thought I'd do a makeup for our videos. And I was like, how can I get rid of my eyebrows for this makeup? Oh, that's easy. So, Shave. Well, well, right. I was like, I know that I'm going on holiday next month, so I don't really want to shave them. So, I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and on that, the guys just... That's <laughs> where so I get my get tips from. Stick, ...or any kind of glue stick, and they, they just put it over their eyebrows and then put makeup over it, and their eyebrows disappear. So I put four layers of glue over my eyebrows. That... And then I used some red paint on my face. So my face was stained and I couldn't get the glue out of my eyebrows. And I thought I was going to have to shave my whole eyebrows off. That does not at all sound irresponsible. But I think, <laughs> I think, Mr. D, haven't you got... Um... Uh, for, th- for those that don't I'm know, wondering what the hell you're going to ask. For, for those that don't know, uh, and you should know, uh, Amanda likes to make videos of her as horror icons. Um, so, but Mr. D, you went to see a film the other day, and I wondered if you wanted to suggest that as, as something that Amanda could do for one of her videos. Well, ghost story. Yeah, it's pretty easy. You yeah. only need a sheet, Amanda, with two black two black dots for eyes. Oh, perfect. So you won't have yeah. to worry about your eyebrows, you won't have to worry <laughs> about your face being painted red. Nice and simple. Sometimes simple yeah. is easy. Um, okay. Not necessarily fun or interesting or a good movie, but easy. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. that's what I need. Easy. <laughs> um, so, so, Peter, I mean, I kind of gave my opinion now on what I'd like to see for Guardians. Um, is there something, you know, have you thought about this? Is there something that you... Uh, to be fair, I think you're probably spot on with what Epcot needs, um, and I think it's. I think we've obviously we've got the the tower version that's kind of involved with the whole big storyline. I think they just need to go out and make something that's just fun, mm. and and a, and a roller coaster in that that fashion would probably be the best option. Yeah. And you don't even need to really include the Guardians in a lot of it. Just that soundtrack, as long as you've got that soundtrack on the ride. 
you're not going to have any issues, are you? you? I mean, you could have like a nice uh, video at the beginning, Aerosmith. You could. I mean, you need yeah. to have that rocket animatronic. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, that needs to be in there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, you could get everyone just you know recording a little bit on the set um, in character, and jobs are good. Yeah, I wouldn't even mind. You know the the final like space battle mm-hmm. in the first one mm-hmm. with an overcore alongside him, something like that. Same to that would yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's that's the two rides that closed yesterday. Did you want to talk about the ride that's just reopened? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk Mission Space. Uh, it's just soft opened. I believe it's it's officially open next week. Um, but Gary Sinise is no longer part of the story. What? He is I'm talking now about gone. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> is that what he's known for? I've never really. Yeah, yeah. Botox, so he can't move his eyebrows. He's got Botox. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, Gary. Okay, or Gary's lawyers. <laughs> so, so what? What's the deal now, then, Paul? He's now been replaced by for anyone that's a, a fellow brown coat, a Firefly fan been replaced by Gina Torres nah it means nothing to me I don't know who that is she's uh, she's actually married to Lawrence Fishburne and was in Matrix with him Larry Fishburne yeah Cowboy Curtis Uh, yeah forget about the Matrix Cowboy Curtis oh I just googled it she looks familiar now so she's she's replaced Gary Sinise in the I'm not sure whether she's in the the heavy version of Mission Space. I'm guessing she is, but she's definitely in in the new green side of Mission Space. But I'm assuming she's replaced Gary on both sides. It's 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 odd, right? Because I I went on. I only went on it once, and I only I did the green side because they make the red side. Was it the red side? Orange. Orange side. Team Orange, yeah. Uh, Cold blind, clearly. Um, They made it sound so extreme that I thought, yeah, maybe I don't want to do that. Yeah. I found the green side so, like, wishy-washy that I was just disappointed. And then was like, well, sod your ride. I'm not going to go back on it on the other side. And now it's even more kid-friendly. Well, that's what I've heard. So so what's happened? They've just dumbed it all down. They've they've given it a whole new story. It's like apparently you kind of orbit the moon, oh. and that's that's all you do, and you come back. From what I read, so so they've so changed the they changed the whole ride then, like the the, yeah. the footage, so you don't launch yeah. anymore. No, by the sound of it. Oh God! What on? on... Even on, on the, the green side. No, not on the rough one. The rough one's still oh. the same story. They've just just replaced Gary Sinise, I think. Right. Okay. It's literally the the ride system's only been affected on the on the green side. Hmm. From a more family friendly adventure. I've never been on the green side. I, I, I don't think it was. Oh. I didn't think it was that much different, to be honest. Did you? you know, I thought it was a little bit more, a little bit less intense, especially on on lift off. But 
I think if you're going to get, because I get a little bit motion sick, but not a lot, and I didn't get motion sick at all. However, uh, daughter's boyfriend, he did get, he, he, he went on the orange mission and came off green. <laughs> right. Um, but I didn't notice much of a difference between the two. Hmm. So if they've dumbed it down, um, yeah, I wonder what it's going to be like. Because the whole thing about it is that intense feeling of pressure, G-force, and then at one point, weightlessness. I'll tell you what, you yeah. know, I, I mean, I have moaned, and I hear a lot of people moan an awful lot about Armageddon at Walt Disney Studios, their little special effects thing that they do there. But to be honest... Mission Space is about as good as that. In fact, I'd probably argue that Armageddon's probably not even quite as lame as Mission Space. It's all gone quiet, and I don't know if I've just upset everybody, or... Um, All I know is that Armageddon's crap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've been on Armageddon for such a long time, I was trying to remember what it was like but I, I remember being pretty uninspired you're, you're uh, on a space station I think you're on a space station yeah. <laughs> do you know what I said the other day to the wife my wife, my wife. I don't think I'd been on it and then she went we did the first time we went we went on it I'd blacked it out that much I'd forgotten <laughs> yeah. I'd been on it I can remember it vaguely but I'd say I'd say Mission Space is better only only because at least you get a bit of a a bit of a thrill so long as you're not you know motion sick but well, I, don't, well, I don't know I mean I, I like the work of Michael Clark Duncan so I mean I find that quite thrilling and he does the intro video to Armageddon so depends on how you find your thrills yeah I, suppose. I guess yeah. but I just that you know I think if I could take out one ride from Epcot now that would probably be it I just now that Ellen's gone now that's gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> there was an obvious choice before. No, but I just think it's one of those rides. I mean, okay, it probably doesn't take up a very big footprint. But I said, like, when we went back over there, I had no interest in going back on that at all. No interest. I really like it. I like anything to do with space, so I want more space rides. Yeah. Do you yeah, like, I don't. I don't mind it. Do you like the Liverpool Band space? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, that, I course. was listening to them today. Oh, what in particular? Uh, uh, just uh, some acoustic bits. He's been touring by himself. Oh, Tommy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was having an Ocean Colour scene afternoon, so we both uh, went back to the Britpop days. Yeah. Best time. Yeah. Best. Bit of Avenging Angels. Oh. Was what I was listening to. Kick ass Angels. Very good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's that's something to look forward to if you're going to Epcot anytime soon. Uh, well, I've version. seen loads of people kicking off about this replacement all over Twitter. The thing is, though, right? They did the same thing, and I think I said this last show, but they did this. They did the same thing when uh, Guardians of the Galaxy opened, didn't they? Yeah, and I am. Yeah. yeah, people going for previews and Twitter shut all over it. 
And then once it kind of opened generally, people were like, oh, it's really great. Change all the Tower Terrors. So I, I have to take it with a bit of a pinch of salt, really. Um, but I, I, I suppose it also depends on how much you like the ride. No, not not the ride bit. I've seen people kicking off that he was replaced by a woman. Oh, what? Just that's not, what I've not seen. The fact, not the fact he was replaced. The fact he was replaced by a woman. Yeah, the fact that he was replaced by a woman right. has. It, I've seen so many arguments over the last few days. It's been absolutely like I don't even know why that thought enters people's minds. Like who? Okay, it's sad that he's being replaced because he's been, you know, a, a part of the ride for a long time. But the fact that they then add on the end by a woman, I'm I, like, what? What? I can't think. Right. So I, I, uh, I, I got upset when I heard that Patrick Warburton wasn't going to be doing soaring anymore, mm-hmm. just because I like him. Um, and that change would have upset me. I mean, obviously that that didn't happen in the end and I don't think John Michael Higgins does test track anymore they changed that didn't they with 2.0 they changed the, the yeah. video didn't they yeah um, and I, I, I think I'm the only person in the world that knows who John Michael Higgins is I just like his work but are there changes like that to attractions that would bother you if they happened um no not, but not really not like not right now. Maybe if it actually happened, I'd be like, oh, actually, I really like them. But right now, I don't have, like, a favourite person on a ride. Like, I, I probably don't even know who it is that plays them for half of them. Mm. I was going to say Neil Patrick Harris on California Screaming. Oh, does he do that, does he? Does the countdown. Oh. Before you blast off. Oh, that's cool. Now it'll I mean, be Samuel like, L. Jackson in the Sprozone. <laughs> if like Aerosmith got replaced by like a rubbish band, I wouldn't be happy about that. But that, I feel like that's different. Well, that that's, the thing is that's changing a whole attraction. Yeah, so I can't really think of any one person. Like I like the the woman that like I don't even really like the Startles ride all that much, but I like the woman that does the video to the beginning of that. And I'd be sad maybe if she was replaced by somebody else. But I don't know what her name is, and I wouldn't be angry if she was replaced by a man. I'm not sure. I don't think she's anyone famous, is she, Paul? Not that I'm aware of, no. I mean, those oh, other people yeah. that we mentioned are kind of... They may not be, uh, you know, really famous actors and actresses, but there are things... They, they, they've got quite a body of work, but I don't think the Startles uh, women have, have really... Um, I don't think they have those kind of credentials. So you're forgiven yeah. for that one. But you made a good yeah, point. Oh, sorry, Paul. I was just going to say, mine's actually already been done, and it was um, it was Jeremy Irons on Spaceship Earth being replaced by Judy Dench. And I've got nothing against Judy Dench, but she hasn't got half as good a voice. But they, repla- as, uh, they replaced Jeremy him Irons. with a woman. How dare yeah. they replace him with a woman? You forgot to add with a woman on the end, Paul. I know, I know. But, <laughs> but she, was, she, about it. she wasn't just any old woman. She's making a career of that, if you think about it, because Q replaced Q that was a man. Yeah, that's true. It, it went from Mr. Q to Mrs. Q, didn't it? That's true, yeah. That's yeah, true. so she's making but a bit okay. of a career they, of that. They made amends out of it by replacing female Q with a male Q again, so circle, circle complete. Yeah, um, that's true. 
So, so Amanda, like you, you mentioned Aerosmith there. Um, so, I, I know there's been rumours that it's going to be a Monsters Inc. takeover or something like that. But if um, if Aerosmith got replaced tomorrow, like Steven Tyler has declared himself a Nazi, right? So Disney, like, right, we can't have this anymore. We've got to change the ride. We need new band and new music. Who would you replace Aerosmith with? Motley Crowe. That is the worst idea I've ever heard. Um, Why? Best idea. Have you not ever played Motley Crowe on Rip Ride Rocket? Motley Crowe would work brilliantly. Well, I, I haven't, Amanda, because I've never been on Rip Ride Rocket. Um, uh, what are you? Neither... No, no, I just follow the advice of Mr. Christopher Ripley. But um, that, that and um, while I was there last time, it was closed the whole time I was there. It was after it just opened, and then it opened for about a month and then closed about six. Um, but even so, Motley Crue do not have the popularity or the body of work of an Aerosmith. Um, I disagree. They don't. They don't. You, you can't disagree. disagree. You can't disagree with facts. I, How? I do disagree with that. Okay, we're a Bon Jovi. Yeah, but yeah, that's fine. Like Bon Jovi had a load of hits, and they're still really popular now. Motley but, Crue. Uh, okay. I've got an even better one. Go on. Kiss. Right, now we're talking. Now yeah. we're cooking on gas. Let's be a kiss ride. We can surround it with a kiss mini goal, kiss photo booth, meet and greet with kiss. The kiss wedding chapel. Yeah. You kiss coffins. So kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't kiss as much a has as Aerosmith, though? Or, or even more so? They are, but... The argument, I think, with Kiss is that unlike Steven Tyler, who every day looks more and more like a bit of beef jerky, um, he does. <laughs> look, 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 I mean, it's like, I've, I've, I've seen Iggy Pop live as well. And once he oh, takes God. his top off, it is like looking at a be- bit of beef jerky. Like, it's just all rubbery and... Bit of beaten leather. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, a bit of beaten leather. So the, the It's good, not paying. It's definitely not paying. The um, uh, don't worry, man. You missed that joke at the beginning, but somebody said "ping" to me. It confused me. So I did see on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> still, still upsetting me now. Um, <laughs> but the thing with Kiss is because of the makeup, it disguises the age of them. Like when you see Gene Simmons yeah. out of makeup, he's a scary-looking um, old man. But once he's got the makeup on, you don't realise he's a seventy-year-old Orthodox Jew. And that's what makes the meet and greets easy because you can just stick a load of makeup on people. Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, I can say this. I don't know if P Dubs can can join me with this, but in um, it must have been nineteen ninety nine, something like that. Uh, the wrestling company WCW paid Gene Simmons, of course, uh, a lot of money for the rights to the demon character, and they yeah, had a wrestler come out um, as the demon from Kiss. Full makeup, outfit, face paint, everything. The whole shebang. And it was clearly not Gene Simmons, but it was the demon. So mm. although we associate it with that, um, I don't know. I don't know what his game plan is. I mean, to me, it would make sense for Gene Simmons to just hand the mantle over to some younger people. And I think he'll probably do that once he decides he wants to retire. Did he not try and register having a long tongue as a trademark? Probably. It would not surprise me. (laughs) It really wouldn't surprise me at all. 
I mean, he does. Tr- he tried to trademark the uh, the rock hand symbol, like the devil horns. Yeah, you know, uh, right. he did try and do that quite recently as well. So, really, wouldn't surprise me. I love the fact he thinks he invented that. By the way, he invented the devil horns finger salute. Um, but uh, but yeah, well, I guess that's everything. Good luck, Mars team. You are on the clock. And we'll never hear that again. Well, unless you go to the orange side. <laughs> Obviously, then then you might do. Um, has anyone got any better suggestions than Kiss? Uh, there must be some. Surely, God. Banana Rama. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a good name for a ride. Well, well, that's, wait, wait. well, I thought you'd like that because that's replacing a male band with a female band. <laughs> right? It's the theme of the show. Go, guys. I'm down for anyone replacing anyone. I don't, I don't care what gender you are. It's Twitter that cares what gender you are, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right, Amanda. Keep, yeah. keep it out of Smith. It's a, it's a hard one because I think when when they did the deal, it was probably a good move. I think, wasn't, it, wasn't it? I'm sure I read that the... They originally wanted to get the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And they asked for too much that. money. So that's why I went with Aerosmith, because they were cheaper. Um, but at the time, they just had that massive hit with I Don't Want to Miss a Thing from, from Armageddon. So great Disney synergy. But we are now, you know, 18 years down the line. And they're on their farewell tour, aren't they? Uh, they're done, I think. Oh, are they? They certainly, they certainly played their last gigs in the UK. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, maybe uh, maybe let's see it, or maybe they'll do that Monsters Inc. thing. So I don't know. Uh, I really hope not. I think I'll be stupid. It's the twilight. I, I don't often thing, say it? really negative things about things that the parks do, but I think taking Aerosmith out and replacing them with Monsters Inc. makes zero sense to me. I, I suppose you've got to look at you know how busy the ride is as well. And any time, any time I've been to the studios, wrong roller coaster is. Is probably the raid that's got the biggest queue. That's because it breaks so, down every hour. <laughs> I've had too many problems with that, but, but I've, is I've it, probably... yeah, I, I don't, it's very rare that I've had a problem with with um, rock and roller coaster, but it does always have a very very long queue because it's yeah. really it's a really good ride. It's really it's a nice yeah. ride. It's a nice roller coaster. Oh, yeah. so I, mean, I, don't, I don't know that they need to do anything really for the for I mean the, for the fact that I'm not uh, a huge coaster fan. Um, like I've never been on the Hulk one day if I ever get out to Universal again I will definitely try to ride the Hulk but I do have a little bit of a thing with heights and I know that the Hulk um, is not that dissimilar in terms of track layout to Rock and Roller Coaster but I will go on Rock and Roller Coaster all day long no problem yeah. at all I love it. I think it makes a difference it. that it's in the dark indoors. But I, the thing is I, I know that and like I know I go upside down and I know there's a barrel roll and you know I I obviously feel all these things so I know what the track is like and you can kind of just about see it more so in in Paris I think Um, so it's not even that's a stupid thing is that you do almost the same kind of things and probably a similar kind of height as you do on the Hulk but because it's indoors I can gently uh, ease myself into going on it Whilst if it's an outdoor coaster, I, I really struggle with a lot of things like that. So, 
but uh, no, I mean, I think I think it's a fantastic ride. I, I really do. Uh, I love it. But mm-hmm. um, P Dubs, uh, there were some other bits you wanted to talk about, though. Yep, uh, sticking with changes to attractions. Changes, Barry. Oh no, he's dead. <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry, everyone. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, David Barry's dead. Um, one man's dream is no more. Um, what? It's becoming Walt Disney presents. What? what? Walt Disney it's presents be, what? It's going to be exactly the same. They're not changing it. Um, they're just changing the name. They're also going to include some of the models for the new lands and new areas, um, like the Star Wars model that was at the twenty three Expo. Some of that's being put in there. Right. Um, the Toy Story Land model is going in there, um, and anything else that's going to come in the future will will find a home uh, in in that area. So nothing else is changing. The meet and greets are still going to be in there. So currently, I believe it's Moana is in there. Right. Um, is that with Guardians the, as well? Yes. Guardians being greets yep. there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they're saying the cinema room will stay. Obviously, they don't show the the film with Walt Disney anymore, um, unless they haven't got a preview of a, an upcoming film, which they've always got a bloody upcoming film coming out. So True. it's always a preview of the next film in there. So nothing else is changing other than the name and some models. By the way, like the Star Lord they've got is terrible, isn't he? Absolutely awful. <sighs> When I saw a video of him, I really tried to like downplay how bad it was, but my wife was was having none of it at all. She was yeah. like, "This is shocking." I have shown her the Anaheim version, and I think um, I think I've seen a couple of different people, but they've both been really good. Yeah, uh, I th- and I'm, in the I'm, dance hall. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the Gamora is good as well, but yeah. Gamora's a little because of the makeup. It's a little bit easier to pull off. I get that Star Lord's a bit bit more difficult, but the guy they they got in Magic Kingdom uh, in Hollywood Studios is terrible. Um, so th- so they're gonna have a bit of blue sky in there then, yeah. Essentially, I am. Um, um, I'm assuming they're doing this because the launch way will be going before too long. Uh, oh yeah, I suppose yeah yeah, yeah that would make because I that believe sense. that's probably gonna go for something Pixar related. Well, in the very near future, there's no point having it there if um, if they're having Star Wars land, is there? Uh, yeah. It doesn't make sense. You may as well move it over to Star Wars land, put something else there. Sure. Um, you know, I really like One Man's Dream, and to me, I think it's really important they keep they keep it. But I don't necessarily think it needs to be in the studios I don't think it necessarily needs to be where it is now I I part of me thinks it'd be better if they moved it because every time I hear an announcement about it I think it's closing down because it's it's prime space it's in the middle of a of a park um, and you know they've got attractions all around it so I can see the temptation to do it but I think it's really important that they have something that mm-hmm just you know it's just there for you to think about why any of this stuff is is there um maybe if they moved it into the entrance or something i don't know but i still think they should make the museum in disney springs and put it all in there 
Yeah, that's a good idea. The, yeah. uh, the other idea I had was maybe that new theatre they're building on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Could have housed mm-hmm. it. it. It belongs more in, in the Magic Kingdom than it does in Hollywood yeah. Studios. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. I just, but I, I just think it's really important that they don't, they don't do... They keep his legacy. I know as stupid as that sounds, because the parks are his legacy, but to have something for you to be able to go and maybe learn a bit more or just understand the history a bit I just think it's really important I know theme parks are supposed to be fun and all this but there's nothing wrong with a little bit of education and I certainly learned more the first time I went to that that park I learned and it, it probably triggered my my love for the parks was visiting one man's dream mm. yeah yeah, I think it's important as long as, it, as long as it's entertaining as well, mm. you know. And so long as it's got something built into it that it can be kept fresh. Because if it's just the same thing, then in a few years' time it'll be it'll be tired and it'll get it'll get ditched. But if it's got elements where you could bring in something about I don't know the latest the latest rides, the latest you know, like, almost like a preview center for movies, for attractions and things like that that keeps changing, then. Um, or maybe even exhibits like props from movies and things like that. So that's that's maybe why I think it should still be in the studios. But it, uh, I agree, there should be should be something that tells Walt's story in a way that is you know entertaining and fun. Mm. I like I like Blue Sky. I think um, I mean my, my wife when she first went over to to Florida was in '96, and I think at Universal they had. She saw Islands of Adventure before they built it. Yeah. So I uh, saw, I saw the the reboot of California Adventure before they built it. All right. They had they had a they, it was actually called the Blue Sky Cellar mm. in California Adventure, and we we went into that and saw that while they were, and that was before even California uh, before Cars Land. Oh was, wow! Okay, yeah. Was prepped. It was while they were doing like the retheme. Because she saw that. She saw that Universal. Like showing what Arnold's Adventure was going to be, and then when we went the first time in 2007, SeaWorld had a, a sky blue room as well, blue sky room, and they had Aquatica. They just announced Aquatica, so they was they had lots of concept for for that, which of course made it look a lot better than it ended up being. Because I remember seeing the um, the artist impressions of the slides where you you um, yes. the dolphins and stuff and thinking how amazing it is and then when you actually go on it all you see is a blur of some kind of fish because all the water sprayed up in your eyes and the bit of tunnel that you can see through you go through in less than a second it was the most miss uh, <laughs> most deceiving thing I'd ever seen was the concept art for Aquatica Jesus he wept um Okay. Um, what else do you have there, Paul? Uh, I was going to bring up something that's uh, very dear to Dark's heart. Um, that is Happy Hour. Yes. Uh, happy Hour at Jock Lindsay's, in fact. We are um, a big fan uh, of uh, the House Martins. You're right there, Paul. <laughs> but yeah, they've, uh, they've confirmed that they'll be doing Happy Hours, though it's not just an hour. Uh, Monday to Friday, it's 3 till 6.30 in the afternoon. Um, and Monday to Thursday is 9pm till 11pm as well um, so good couple of couple of hours at a time um, 
is on beer, wine, cocktails, and um, little nibbles, shall we say, that you're getting get money off. So loaded nachos you can now get for $8, apparently, during happy hour. No secret uh, loaded nachos, then. Not secret loaded nachos, no. Just, <laughs> I think... I think they're Jock Lindsay's loaded nachos. I think if I remember rightly. So really cleverly named. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so close to anybody that that comes to the mouse's head, go and get your your happy hour on at Jock Lindsay's. And then come over to us. Yeah. Wasn't um, wasn't Little Nibbles one of your nicknames, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> That's more Craig, isn't it? <laughs> Not so, he was big nibbles. <laughs> definitely big nipples uh, and nipples big nipples um, so yeah because I've not been uh, I know P-Dubs hasn't been Mr. D you've you've been in there Amanda have you been yeah. to Jocks? not yet okay, okay. but I'm going now yeah. yeah I like it when there's happy hours but it really bothers me when places advertise happy hour and then it'll be like five till nine I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a great amount of time you're able to get some cheap booze. But it's that's clearly not an hour, is it? Well, yeah, but remember, it's an international destination, so it's an hour somewhere in the world. It's, <laughs> yeah, just, but... it's just moving around. No, not not buying it. Think, you, you think global. It. I'm not buying it. Not buying it. It's right. while Indy's on an adventure. It crosses his timelines. Yeah, exactly. I'm now going to say something extremely controversial. Who is Jock Lindsay? He's the pilot. Yeah. Is he the one? Right, so he's the one that had like the seaplane and that. Yeah. That's it. Right, okay. Because yeah. I've got to be honest, I mean, I've, I, I have seen all of those films. I mean, I even went to the cinema to see, God forbid, uh, Crystal Skull. But it was opening night, I wasn't to know. Um, but. Um, yeah, I, I didn't realise that was his name. I never really paid that much attention to him, if I'm honest. No. That, that makes sense. I knew, I knew it got, was Indiana Jones themed, but... Yeah, they got props in there. It's a good location. It's in Disney Springs. It's right on the waterfront. Oh. Um, quite close, if I remember rightly. It's pretty close to where the Harley shop is, if that, if that means anything to anybody. Just, just down the hill from where the Adventurers Club used to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what it is. So a bit, yeah. so not that far from where Planet Hollywood was. No, not too far. Oh, is, is Planet Hollywood still in the same location? Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, they've just changed how it, the building is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I know what you're talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I was going to Disney Springs soon. Um, but that's good to know. That's good to know if you're in the area. Absolutely. We'll, we'll let Craig know. I'm sure he'll be um, taking full advantage of. Uh, of that he's place. probably there already. <laughs> he's, he's, got got, lots of he's just he's just checked in and now he's off to uh, Disney Springs. So, um, right. Uh, was there was there anything else, Paul? I, by the way, listeners, the reason why I keep going to Paul is because um, before the show he had a, a huge list of of news. Uh, I felt it was important for him to get through that list. Uh, nothing really. Major, I was just going to say that the mobile mobile ordering at the restaurants has now moved out into Hollywood Studios. Now go to the Backlock Express, ABC Commissary, and Pizza Rizzo are all now taking mobile ordering. 
So, so, so what is that? Because I don't really... I mean, Basically, I... it means you can order your food in advance. Mm-hmm. And then you basically tell them that you're on your way to the restaurant. They'll make it. And then you can say, I'm here. And pick it up. So you don't have to wait for it to be made. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's all so done through the, the, the app. Yeah, it's becoming a, a bigger and bigger deal. And then you can do you can do online check-in now using the app as well, can you? My Disney experience. Yeah. So what is um like? Has, has anyone used that yet? So no, used the app. Started quite a with lot. the Tully Canteen, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't used it for um, for the quick quick service dining. Hmm. But the app's, I mean, the app's definitely getting better. It's still a bit clunky, but still a bit slow at times. But it's, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to pack a lot into it, I think. So it's your one-stop shop for fast passes, wait times, dining reservations, menus. You know, there's, there's more and more stuff being added. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite powerful, but it can be a little bit slow. Yeah. Now I don't. I know there was one other thing that we were going to talk about that Paul mentioned. I think it was the last thing on your list. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay, that's cool. So I won't see your thunder then. No, no, you go ahead, Nick, because it's it's a big thing. So I think we're all probably aware of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was probably the biggest non-park news of the last couple of weeks because it's the summer. And, you know, normally things go a bit quiet. Um, and, and Disney still haven't been bought out by anybody, even though they've been numerous people named for some reason. Um, but Including they... those people. That is true, actually. That is true. Um, although, did you... Well, we'll come to that in a second. Um, but um, they announced... Disney announced last week um, that they will not be renewing their deal with Netflix. And from 2019... Uh, when that deal has expired, um, they will be launching their own uh, on-demand streaming service. Well, actually, it's going to be two streaming services. Two? Yeah, there's going to be the one for films, TVs, cartoons, and they're also starting one for ESPN as well. Okay. It's very interesting because um, the American TV model is different. I mean, it's always been different in the UK to the UK, but it's really started to evolve the last couple of years because a lot of American networks now are launching their own um, subscription services. So you had things like, um, you know, I, I remember, I think the first big one I knew about was HBO. Yeah. Which launched HBO Go. Um, you have stuff like Hulu, which is a bit like, I suppose the equivalent that we've got over here is probably iPlayer. Yeah. But rather than and Disney just... are working with them as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, um, and Hulu would show um, content that had just been on the air, like within the last couple of days, as well as some more historical stuff. Um, and then, of course, you had Net- you've got Netflix, you've got uh, Amazon Prime. Um, I'm sure there's a couple of others that I've missed out as well. But subscription services in America for like cable are extortionate, like. You know, we complain in this country about how much uh, Sky 
charge and how much Virgin Media charge. Um, but you would be paying probably over a hundred dollars for um, a subscription to something like Dish TV. Um, and then there was a few different ones, wasn't there? So I think Verizon had one, uh, My yeah. Network TV, and you couldn't buy, um, or you, like if you subscribe to one like cable or satellite service, you weren't guaranteed all the channels. So like some were exclusive to the other. So, you know, you'd be paying all this money and you wouldn't actually get a full TV service. Um, but then we've seen stuff like so CBS have launched their own um, online channel, haven't they? They're like called CBS Now or something? Yeah, there's a okay. few of them, I think. Uh, and Fox, what... Fox started something as well. Okay. Because I, I know um, with, the, with the CBS one, that's where Star Trek's launching. Yes. Isn't it? Star Trek Discovery. And they had... Um, I never watched it, so I don't know what it's called, but um, it was a spin-off to The Good Wife, which is yes. quite a popular show. Um, so that, you know, they launched that as the first program on this new CBS uh, streaming service. So they're obviously getting in the market for it. And I think sports, I mean, um, even in the UK, I mean, sports seems to be on the decline. I think every year the price of sport goes up. Uh, and because of that less people are taking it up so I think by Disney kind of taking this initiative maybe they're trying to get ahead of the curve a little bit because so I think it's ESP, the future ESPN's been leaking money for years yeah yeah. well that's what happens when you have ESPN 8 the Ocho yeah. showing dodgeball championships it is going to start hemorrhaging money eventually um, but I mean I remember like a few, you know about 10 years ago maybe a bit longer like the X Games was this massive thing, and like they still have the X Games every year, but it don't, you don't hear it talked about anymore so much. I mean, I caught a bit of the the other week. We've got ESPN in the UK, um, although even that, like, I think that's under license, isn't it? I don't think Disney actually have anything to do with it uh-huh. as such. It's a BT thing. I know. I mean, I yeah, it's kind of like sci-fi, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Universal over here. They're not they're not owned by Sci Fi and Universal in the States. It's just a name they're given. Yeah. By license. Although, um I mean the, the best thing that they get we get on ESPN over here probably is the thirty by thirty documentaries. They are quite something, those things. But um yeah, I just I just think sports on the way out, so it's good that they're doing that. But um the, I mean one thing they did say is that this is for Disney content didn't they? At the moment. So yeah. it's not going to affect the, the Marvel or Star Wars deals that are in place and yeah. they're in talks. For now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in talks with those. I mean, I think I think the Marvel thing's probably a little bit more awkward than Star Wars, if I'm honest. Yeah, the the Netflix produced shows will be sticking around on, on Netflix. They won't be going anywhere. So the, the likes of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, mm. the Defenders are all, all going to be sticking around because they're co-produced. Yeah. Um, it's the films that and Agents of Shield and Agent Carter that they're having to renegotiate, I believe. Right. Okay. Because I mean, in the UK, we don't really get much Disney content on Netflix, do we? No. We get. We, I mean, uh, you get the odd Marvel film on there. Although I, I noticed the other day, Guardians of the Galaxy's gone off now. So sorry, Mister D, you have to watch it another way. Um, but um, you know, Cinderella's on there. The live-action Cinderella. 
But other than that, there's not a huge amount of Disney content. No. Most um, of it's been moved to Disney Life now. Yeah, and I mean the other thing as well because um, one of our one of our listeners uh, when we tweeted the story last week had said about Disney Life flopping in the UK. I think the problem with Disney Life launch is first of all it was very buggy when it first launched. Yeah, it wasn't think, ready when they launched it. No, they clearly uh, launched it without doing enough testing. Um, and then the price point of it was £10 a month. Yeah. Um, and which was, which is really high because I think at the time Netflix was still about five ninety nine, um, and the the justification for the high price point was because they allowed you to download an app every month for free that you'd normally have to pay for. Um, and most of Disney apps, to be fair, most of the games and stuff like that aren't very good, so it didn't seem like a great deal. Um, but they they then. You know, improve the service and reduce the price. I think it's now four ninety nine a month. Yeah, I think I pay. I pay via iTunes, so I don't even see it anymore. Okay, um, um, but it's. I mean, it's it's a good service. I think the problem is is that in the UK, and this will be interesting to see what they do with this. They have a very long standing partnership with Sky. Yeah. So um, a lot of the big films, or sorry, a lot of the new films are on Sky, which means they're not on Disney Life. So, I mean, I haven't got it at the moment, but what what's currently on there? Do, have they got Frozen on there yet? Yeah, Frozen's on there now. Big and Hero 6? Yes. Okay. Um, I think a lot of it, it comes down to like, because you can now get, you get Disney Channel, Disney Junior and Junior, uh, Disney XD as mm. part of it. It mm. plays it live. So whatever is playing on, on those channels in the UK you can now watch them live. So if you want to watch Disney Junior, Sam watches Disney Junior sometimes and watches Disney XD as well. And we'll just turn it on and see what's on. Um, okay. So that's a bit different. So that's that's kind of the up-to-date stuff. Yeah. Uh, the films are kind of, you, you're like probably 18 months to two years behind. Because that's, the a, that's a Sky window. Yeah. That's the current Sky window. Because um, yeah. funny enough... Um, we, my wife subscribes to Now TV for the movies um, just because it's, it's easy for the kids but there's quite a few Disney films that are coming up to expiring they put um, dates when they're going to be off the off the uh, off Now TV which means they'll be off the Sky Movie channels as well um, and then they're more library titles than new titles but I still thought it was interesting because I wonder what will happen then when those expire um, if they're going to be exclusive to Disney Life or if they'll be renewed or not. So I don't know what's happening with the Sky situation, but certainly at the moment, that deal's still in place, so they are around 18 months, two years behind on the new releases. So next year you'll get, I imagine, on Disney Life, Zootopia, Jungle Book, um, yeah. that kind of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're definitely not on there at the moment. But the, the the I mean they haven't announced what it's gonna it's obviously gonna be called because it's twenty nineteen before it, it's gonna launch. Um so it could be Disney Life, could be something else. But what was I thought interesting is what the the films they said they were starting with. Because they mentioned uh The Lion King and um Toy Story Four and Frozen Two. Would be the first films that were gonna be not on Netflix, but gonna be part of this new Disney streaming service. And 
I wasn't sure if that was the first time I'd heard Frozen 2 having a release date. I know yeah. it's like in, in the making, but I, I yeah. hadn't heard a release date until that point. And know that the the musical's now launching, isn't it? Uh, um, you mean the Broadway one? Yeah. Yes. Um, so that will now free up the the writers, uh, the, the songwriters, to do, start working on the new film, I would imagine. But surely they'd written the songs already, hadn't they? Yeah, but they have to be reworked, don't they? Oh, okay. Yeah. And there'll be new ones as well, because there won't be enough songs. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, not for a two-hour stage yeah. production. Yeah, and I know that's the that's the reason why um, Gigantic was pushed back. Oh, was it? Because it was the song, same songwriters. Oh, I didn't realise. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be musical, is it? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I saw um I saw the Book of Mormon recently, which um Robert Lopez, I think it, is it Robert Lopez? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he wrote the songs with uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker from South Park, obviously. And I just think it's it's really funny that, you know, he did the Book of Mormon and then wrote the songs for Frozen. And of course and he did now, a new cue as well. Yeah, and has now become the new Robert and Richard Sherman. Yeah. And he's going to work on everything that Disney has. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I personally think it's it's kind of a good thing. Um, I think the TV models definitely going to be changing, going to have to change in America to deal with this. Um, so I'd like to think that that might see prices come down, which would be good news for our American listeners. But um, I saw a lot of people poo-pooing it. But I think if you're a fan of Disney and you want everything in one place, then that's fine. I mean, I don't think people just buy, just have Netflix just because of Disney content. Right. So, um, yeah, all right, something else you might have to subscribe to, but I bet it's cheaper than having to pay for the channels extra on your on your cable bill. So, yeah. Um, was there anything else that anyone wanted to talk about? Is there any other news or just anything in general that people wanted to talk about? No, I'm good. Yeah, me, I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah. I think that was it. There wasn't anything else, Paul, was there? No, pretty much not that. Yeah, the only other thing I read was that apparently Disney announced that the international parks are driving their revenue at the moment, including <laughs> Disneyland Paris. Well, it's, as it's second highest earning park. Yeah. Now I saw um, they haven't done a shareholders call yet, have they, for Disneyland Paris? No. Well, I won't have to do one now, will they? But no. um, but I'm sure I read somewhere that they had said that for the first half of the year that Disneyland Paris made a profit. Yeah. I think it's quite ironic that they've made a profit once Disney have bought it. Yeah, and this was always going to happen because there's no debt anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. just written off. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's uh, yeah not, not too surprising and also interesting. I have seen that people... So... Um, when when they Disney announced the the takeover and wanting to you know people to sell their shares and all this kind of stuff, um, they did announce that shareholders would be able to keep their card for ten years and it'd be renewed and um, it would last um, for t- you get a new card and it would last for ten years. Um, but it does seem that some people have been having issues in Disneyland Paris using it. Actually, 
So, um, yes, I'm going to keep an eye on that. There's been nothing that's um, been confirmed, but they did announce that the cards would be valid. So uh, I did read somewhere that new cards were being issued. Yeah, well, they they, they have to because um, my card, I think, runs out next year. So I I, I just expected next year to be sent a new card. I didn't think they'd send me a new one beforehand. I don't really care when they send it out to me as long as they stick to the word. I think that would be quite quite uh, sad if not. Um, and just before we, we end, I just wanted to um, shout out to um, Patrick Goring, who um, messaged us last week um, after our, us talking about Disneyland Paris in one day um, with, with some updates. So... Um, Thank you for that. I'm going to pass that information over to uh, our friend uh, Amber. Did you um, did you get a chance to listen to that episode, Paul? I haven't. No, I'm afraid. Oh, I can't ask you <laughs> feedback then. I'm going to no, ask you I'll, to give, it, I'll give it a listen, and, and next next week I'll I'll give you any hints. <laughs> put put also, it down to rights, yeah. Yeah. Also, Patrick, I am going to meet you at uh, the Run Disney race in September with a disaster dark pin for you. I yeah. promised him a couple of months ago. Oh, very good, so. very good. Oh well, then you got that to look forward to. At least, at least meet one of the uh, illustrious team. Um, cool. Okay. Well, thank you for for that. Thank you for for listening. Uh, thank you everyone for joining. Um, Amanda, I believe there's a new Universal After Dark this week. There will be a new Universal After Dark. We are recording it this week with a super special guest. Oh, you didn't... I, I hadn't confirmed I was coming on. Um, you're, of course, going to be on, mate, but we have someone that um, I've been asking to come on for a while and they haven't been on. Oh. Oh. Well, I might have to make an appearance. Um, also, um, to our Patreon listeners, um, thank you for your support, as always, but um, Craig is currently in the parks. Um, I keep meaning to ping a message <laughs> to you. Well, you're going to be out there yourself soon. How do you think how I feel? I hate him a bit and I love him a bit and I just keep messaging him saying that because it's true. <sighs> I've, not been, I've not been to Disney World since 2010. How do you think how I feel? Um, I hate him. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, it's hard to hate him. I mean, I mean, it is in some ways because he thinks Batman versus Superman is this amazing film and it's clearly not. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's quite hard to. But uh, to our Patreon listeners, um, Craig is currently out in the parks at the moment and he's recording some um, audio while he's out there. So we're going to put out a special episode for you to, to listen to with that. Um, and he also said if there's anything you want him to... Um, to record while he's out there if there's any uh, ride audio or anything like that that you want him to record let him know so what I'll do is I'll um, I'll ping a message to you anyway in that group but um, if anyone wants to get in touch on Twitter or Facebook with um, what you want Craig to record then uh, he'll do his best to do so so um, pl- please don't request the, the great movie ride or Ellen's Energy Adventure that ship has, has truly sailed uh, but anything else? Or the Carousel like. of Progress, because it'll just be Craig snoring. No, you're joking, aren't you? He loves. He sings all the way round it. Oh God, yeah, he's he does one of the, he's my animal world. Yeah, he's one of those people. Weirdo. I don't mean scouts. I mean just, just, just weird. Um, but yes, so thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back with another Disney After Dark very soon, and uh, we'll we'll see you then. 
Bye. Bye bye. That's a wrap. Oh. No, Mary, no, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. No. Oh. I thought that was going to live forever. No, it's, it had to be great movie ride, and then. That is, that is very true, very timely. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disasterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-R-N dot com slash disasterdark. As well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support. Podcast.